0: Hi everyone, it's little old me, just doing a quick intro to explain that this show was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic. Now we delayed release of the show to cover some more relevant content, which of course related around the problems that businesses were going to face during the pandemic lockdown. So forgive us if there are elements of the show which are now slightly out of date that's mainly relating to the new sections of course the rest of this show and the main topic that we're discussing is still very much relevant so we hope you enjoy
1: the brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute as first impressions stick make the customer see your business in the right way Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station.
0: Welcome to episode 10 of the GoFish Marketing podcast where each week we give you tips and tricks with your marketing plans in the hope that you can make your budget stretch that little bit further and hopefully get a bit more business. My name is Mark Pollard, I'm from Funky Vibes Marketing. I'm your host and um, with me and helping me as always are my team of, of cool geniuses, marketing geniuses. Chris is uh, raising an eyebrow. Is that because I've described Elaine as a yes, marketing a, genius? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so before, before a fight starts out, introducing to my right is the wonderful Elaine Aww. Atherton from To Summit Up. Hi Elaine.
2: Hello, lovely to be here. Thank you.
0: And to my left... Is the man with the raised eyebrow, it is uh, Chris Roxburgh <laughs> from My Marketing Guy. Just the
2: one. The
3: eyebrows just grow that way, I'm afraid, they're not raised. It's but that age, so is it? At least you've got two. <laughs> good morning, every, good afternoon, everybody.
0: Or good night, depending on what time of the day you're listening. Yeah. This could be any of them, couldn't it? It could, it yeah. could. The beauty of a podcast day. This week we're going to be covering the Where You Find My Customers topic. If you like what you hear, or you'd like to comment or you would like to ask any questions on anything that we haven't managed to cover then you can find us on social media or on instagram facebook twitter and linkedin it's go underscore fish marketing you can also email us at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk obviously if you're listening to this one hopes you've already subscribed if you haven't if you do so uh, every time a show drops it'll update on whichever device you use for listening to your podcasts We'd also love it if you could give us a, a five star review. It just bumps us up the list so that people can see us a bit more freely and available. And also, oh yeah, and also if you could share it with your friends and family, that'd be great as well. Uh, it's always nice if someone other than our immediate family is listening to the show. <laughs> hey, Elaine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: so, with all that having been done, let's move on to the first part of the show, which is our news section, where we try and pick out some news stories that may help or give you some idea of what's going on in the world Elaine have you got a new story for us?
2: I have yeah so it's a, an interesting story and it, it's in, interesting because it's something that we picked up on, on a, in a few of our podcasts and more to come really so it's uh, first choice is going to abandon the all-inclusive positioning to make it more relevant so TUI is the mother company and first choice is within that and um, so what they've sort of acknowledged in, in a nutshell really that they've got different types of Buyers, if you like, for the different brands. So, so what they've been doing is is the all-inclusive, putting it out there to all of their customers. But actually, they're now looking at it in a, in a different way. So they're sort of going to look at uh, first choice, um, and who's going to focus more on price in order to make their their brand a little bit different, and then. So it's sort of going to separate them a little bit, and it's and it where I, why I like the story is because we often talk about who is it we're talking to, and it's not about what we think people want; it is, is you know, what our audience want, and you know they don't all necessarily want the same thing. So it's been putting your hands up and thinking, yeah, actually, we need to think about this in a different way. So it's quite a big step. It has to be interesting to see how it all pans out for them, really. So I like that story. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a turbulent, yeah.
0: turbulent marketplace to be in at the minute, isn't is that a it? Pun? The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. I'll tell you what, I'm cleverer than I think I am, Chris. You are, Mark. Um, yes, Chris is has quite... just
2: raised his other eyebrow when you said that.
0: Now he just looks shocked.
2: Uh, <laughs> um,
0: yes, uh, it, well, it's a turbulent marketplace with Thomas Cook have evacuated. It's a rather hasty treat. So there's plenty of manoeuvring within that industry to try and yeah. sort of corner their sector of the market, really, isn't there?
2: Well, it is, isn't it? It's just, it doesn't matter, you know, who we are and what we do. We've got to keep reevaluing and reassessing who who our market is we? As, as the landscape changes, really. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. good one. So, what yeah. have you got, Chris?
3: What have I got? Well, um, I, I read a news item today, and, and the immediate thing I thought about: whatever happened to legal, decent, honest, and truthful in marketing and advertising? Because uh, some research has been carried out, albeit in America but nevertheless it applies here because it's, uh, it's all across social media, to say that we are now subjected to more half-truths and lies than we ever were, and we're finding that acceptable. Mm. Um, we're also not too able to distinguish between the truth, and this is extremely worrying, frankly, mm. from, a, from a marketing... If, if you're going to do honest marketing and advertising, that's a worrying trend... Well, it is because mm. you're at
0: an immediate disadvantage to those who might take a dishonest approach and yeah. promise things you couldn't possibly guarantee.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a yeah, there's a few issues with that, isn't there? Because it's, it's like, as the buyer, who do you, you know, everything then becomes like, well, I don't believe any of it. Then, which is, you know, is wrong, isn't it? Because there are obviously those great people out there who deliver what they promise and, and do do everything with integrity. So the ones who don't are muddy in the water. For it, everybody. It mm. might be a
0: social precedent that people are starting to take. The politicians mm. are quite rife with doing it, aren't they? I it's mean,
3: been around for a little while, hasn't the, it, if the, the truth be told? yeah. The
0: whole Brexit debate when the referendum was undergoing since then, there's been repeated investigations on both sides of the fence to find yeah. that facts and statistics and arguments yeah. that were put forward were done so knowing that they were completely untrue yeah. or not accurate. Mm. And, and it seems... The, the effect of that doesn't seem to there doesn't sorry there doesn't appear to be any real consequence to that which no. I guess is mm. a kind of an attitude that will filter into the society as a whole really it's very
3: much more difficult to police than it ever was as well with with the march of social media I think they've proved all, all platforms all the big platforms have proved that they are sort of a, a little bit out of control they take an awful long time to react to Requests from government to, to to say, look, please don't do this. This is not acceptable. But it but it still goes on. Mentioning nothing in particular because it's quite controversial, and I'm not a controversial character.
0: But, <laughs> he says, he says raising his eyebrow again.
3: But yeah. that's that, that's my news anyway. What's what's happened to legal, decent, honest, and truthful?
2: Yeah, shame. It's just a shame. But you know, good job we're all on the. Uh on the integrity route and very very positive and very um, genuine in what we say. Indeed.
3: A um, lot of people will be as yeah, you exactly. said earlier but but there is this uh, there is this tendency now to to doubt everything that that mm. you hear. And it goes as far as uh, sports sports matches as well. Match fixing. You know, have what I have, have has that close match I've just watched has that been real? and it's awful really if you doubt everything it is you a shame, see it? or read
0: yeah, it but is. Uh, there we are I mean ultimately as long as you deliver on what you promise then people will quickly realise I guess the the biggest hurdle created by that type, type of environment is whether or not people will give you that chance mm. in the first place yeah. if somebody's promising the world to them in yeah. advance but there yep. we go yeah oh um my news, which I haven't, um, my news this week is that we're eating donuts from Marks and Spencers today, and that's old news, Mark. Yeah, well, we've gone back to Marks and Spencers because nobody centres any other ones, um, and I have to say, mine was slightly dry. Oh, yeah, mine, mine was lovely.
2: I haven't eaten mine yet. Oh.
0: Chris basically got the good one. <laughs> uh, he, he he sampled them. <laughs> Took the best one for himself uh, and uh, and has eaten it. Oh well. So hopefully that'll give him indigestion. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on to our topic for the week which is Elaine. Oh,
2: who is my customer?
0: Who is your customer?
2: I know, who is my customer? That's a very good
0: question. Isn't so it? What, what what is it that we're trying to touch on, cover? look at this week for the benefit of the people who might be wondering well what is it we're trying to achieve
2: yeah well it's a huge one isn't it so who is my customer i think the bit for me with who is my customer is about we you know we can have this great product service or whatever that looks like and who is it that's going to buy it and spend their money on it who's looking for the outcome that we provide and what does that look like so it doesn't matter how great we are or what we do or how great we think we are we can't be a secret and a success so it's better to speak to 10 people that want what we've got than 100 so it's really been very clear on who we're speaking to and who our customer is my thoughts on it
0: so how do you know who's a potential customer, Chris.
3: Your ideal target market. <clears throat> it's it's those people who for whom you are fulfilling fulfilling a need. To put it at its most simplistic, if you're a car dealer, it's somebody who can drive but doesn't have a car. So that would be a potential target market for you. But you know, we we we, we can all build our own Target markets, but there are four. Well, probably there's two main two main aspects to to choosing your target market, isn't it? And one is geography. Are you are you dealing just locally? Are you operating on a regional basis, national basis, or international basis? That's that's the first question to ask yourself. And if you're dealing on a <laughs> on a local basis, let's say, then. What are the demographic, demographics of those uh, of those people that uh, mm. that are likely to buy your your product or service? Write those demographics down. Once once you've got to, once you've got geography, and demographic, you, you're halfway there. Not all the way there, but you're you are halfway there. I'm leaving the other half for you, Mark.
1: <laughs>
0: well, it's all right trying to find out those kind mm. of things. But how would you go about trying to identify? what type of customers there are where are you getting that information from
2: well yeah and it's so true isn't it because and i, and I will use myself as, as an example when i started out i, I sort of because of the the experience that i had i thought oh yeah these people are going to be my ideal customers and it's only when you sort of do your you research and talk i know we've spoken about that before you know you do some market research and you start to really listen to what is it what outcome are people looking for, and what are they struggling with? That's the thing, isn't it? Because it, it's very hard when you're the expert in your field to be to look at it as the buyer, because you you you've got the expertise, so you're not looking at it through their eyes. So you've got to really speak to those people and get a real understanding of of you know what it is they're struggling with. So so the only way. So who are they? You know, you, you start with really in my world, you start with the people who that who that you think would benefit, and then you fine-tune it from there, really, because some of those some of those won't. And for me, I look at it in a way that, actually, there are people, you, as, as Chris says, you dissect the group and you keep dissecting it, so you filter it, so you keep filtering it. You think, it's like somebody saying, isn't it, oh, I can help everybody. You know, I've got this great new, you know, I don't know, skincare regime, and it's going to help everybody. Okay, so is everybody going to buy it? Well, everybody could buy it, so would... You know, someone under eighteen buy. It. Oh well, no, they wouldn't buy it. Okay, so let's take them away. So you, you know, sometimes you start off with the big, and then chop it away, and actually think, yeah, now I've got. Okay, I've got that. Yeah. So is it for male and female? Well, no. Okay, it's for it's for females, brilliant. So that. So it's 50% should, yeah. wrong, Exactly. Right? So you what you do it you start with the big thing and then filter down. I think for people who are struggling, I think that's the better way to do it because if you try to start with what you think and build sometimes that can be very hard if you if you're really not sure so go for the bigger bit and then keep filtering it and and then it helps you get down to you know what you think then or what feels like yeah these are these are the people that i could help
0: it's a bit like doing a search on the internet really isn't it you start with a a wider scope of of as you say everyone then you might identify a a geographical location and then, as you say, what sex it might be, what age demographic it might be. Mm. Um, I I tend to, I tend to take the the seven marketing P's as they were and and look at how those things. So I tend to draw up a table with Mm. those as, as columns of like your price and, and that kind of thing. Um, so that you can, you can then look at, right. Okay. So to answer the question of, is it geographical? You can usually answer that relatively simply, but then it's right. Okay. Well, who am I trying to target and what are they after you start looking at those things? Mm-hmm. And I tend to segment <clears throat> the clients into, in, I, I, t- I usually give them their own little title, sort of unique title. So I understand them. So from, to give you an example, because I appreciate I'm probably not explaining this better, uh, particularly well um, for marketing I'd, I'd sort of segment them into one-man bands, startup businesses, mm. existing small to medium-sized businesses, yeah. large businesses, and um, because each one has a slightly different budget, they have a slightly different demand type because they're all they're, they've all got different sized mm. businesses, um, they've got different levels of resources, yeah. they're looking for different customers themselves, yeah. and so you yeah. the the types of services they will be after will be different. So a startup business will want the obvious, which is a a logo and business cards. It might need a new website. Startup businesses usually have a budget, but it's not an endless budget. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like a one-man band, they tend to be quite sporadic with what type of marketing work they Mm -hmm. want. And it tends to be a limited budget. Then you've got your your small to medium-sized businesses who are established. Well, they tend to want more, regular work so possibly retainer type work and they tend to want all different types so they might already have a website that needs updating they might want the branding updating they mm-hmm. want to advertise more to get more business so that, that you can see they all have very different yeah. different needs and it's a very good way of doing it. it's just doing those columns mm-hmm. just to start to to really tie down who they were so you, you, yeah. for example with the The example you've just given there, Mm. um, if you've got 18-year-olds, 18 to 21-year-olds wanting to buy your product, are they after the same um, thing? Is their their purpose and their need the same as, say, a 50 to 60-year-old woman? Um, What's the difference? What are they after? Yeah. So that you can market it differently.
2: Yeah. No, exactly. And the
3: language you use will be different as well, yeah. won't it, Mark? So it is important to be to be clear mm. on who your target market is. Uh, if only because of language uh, you would speak in a different way, Oh, you'd write in a different way to to the to a younger audience as you would to a more mature, sophisticated audience, if you like. Mm. Not that some young people aren't sophisticated, <laughs> obviously. I'll
2: just pass a little shovel over for you, Chris.
3: <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Though. Yes, no, um, no.
1: With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn.
3: But it, for, for me, when, when I do this as part of, part of a, a workshop, I, I do ask people in the room what their target market is and mm. they will all say oh well anyone. Yeah. And then we then we, we we sort of filter it down and it's still still far too wide. So the question I always ask is well what's the sweet spot? Mm. You know, yes, everyone could uh, everyone could buy the product that Elaine was talking about before. Mm. But there will be a sweet spot and it will be an age group and it will be a gender, and it will be <coughs> a certain demographic. Mm. And it's finding that that's the holy grail for all of us, really. Yeah, it is. Uh, whether we're su- supplying business services or products to uh, to to the public.
2: Yeah, no, so true. I think, think the, the thing that sort of comes up a lot in the circles I mix in is people say, you know, I feel like I've got it all absolutely right in you know, the price point and everything, but I'm still not getting the business and <laughs> And that—that's when there's that sort of the match isn't right because actually they're trying to sell the product price is not right for the audience that they're trying to sell it to and and you know it it's all <laughs> it's all very well us believing that well it's worth that much and people should pay that well some people if if you believe your pricing's right if you're putting it to the right people then yes they will buy it but if if it's going to the to people who the price isn't right for them. Then, it's just, you know, you can spend an awful lot of time and energy, can't you, speaking to the wrong people? So it's, and I say the wrong people, I just mean that, you know, the people who aren't right for your, for your product. So that's where people can get a little bit uh, disheartened, shall we say, thinking, well, you know, it's worth that. Yeah, but perhaps you're just targeting the wrong people with your yeah. product. Is, so there's there's so many elements to it, isn't there? and it certainly takes time to get it to get it right. Without doubt, doesn't
3: it? I, I'd like to um, point people in the direction of um, the credit referencing agency Experian. They've got a uh, they've got a, a demographic tool called called Mosaic, and Mosaic classifies all of us into. At uh, the last time I looked, it was something like sixty seven. Uh, individual types, and it's a fascinating insight into how we're all categorised and how the how the big boys in the indus- in, in in all industries target us uh, because we, uh, you know, there's there's one that one glorious uh, category that springs to mind is pebble-dashed Septopia. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, was, there was another one, graffiti ghettos, and okay. they've got all—they've got, all, got all of us categorized oh, into right. one of these uh, under one of these one of these titles. Go and have a look at it. Yeah, and, well. um, check out your. Is own, that free? Uh, is it? You can check. You can check out your category for free. Yeah, yeah. to to use it costs a little bit. Yeah, quite, well, quite a little bit. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it is but it's just an insight into behind the scenes as to how how people are targeted and how precisely they're targeted these days mm. for all range of things.
2: Yeah, it it is that, that bit, isn't it? Because it it can really knock you when you you feel like you've put so much en- energy and effort into something, and you know, well, you believe it's right because you've done all your due diligence and you've done all your sort of analysing who it's right for uh, and then of course that's where the marketing kicks in, isn't it? If you're not actually doing it to to the right audience then it, it can be really deflating, I think well, uh,
3: Just uh, one story about uh, a company that I, I won't name them, uh, but it was a a retail park and they called us in to, to do some, some demographic profiling for them and so we we had we had oh, uh, probably about 20, 20 people standing outside 20 different stores all a whole range of stores men's stores women's stores and so on and uh, we took all we wanted was was how much they'd spend in that store and their postcode didn't want any other detail and when we when we produced the report the uh, the client said no you've got that wrong we're uh-huh. far more at market than that mm. And we said, well, those are the those are the results. So they carried on arguing and say, no, 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 no. We are we are we're an upmarket uh, retail park, and this isn't being reflected. So I said, okay. Tell you what, <clears throat> we'll do the exercise again. You put some of your staff in with our team, and if if the results aren't broadly similar, because they're never going to be identical, mm-hmm. if the results aren't broadly similar, then we will walk away no 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 bill to pay <clears throat> so i said i said right let's let's resolve this um, we will do the exercise again but i have to say if the results are, are broadly similar with you putting some of your team as part of the uh, part of the researchers then then you'll need to pay us twice but if they're uh, if, if you're proved correct and we've got a we've got the profiling completely wrong in the first on the first survey, then we'll walk away. We won't we won't charge you any anything at all. And the, the results were broadly similar. Mm. They had they had assumed, and this this is a big company. They had assumed a certain set of circumstances and and people, and they got it completely wrong. And they have to change their change their marketing strategy completely as a result of that.
2: And it can change, can't it? Because you know the landscape's changing all the time, isn't it? And you know, even whether it that's politically or you know whatever it is, that things are changing. So you you do have to keep revisiting who you're speaking to because not you know it can well, change. Well, it
0: depends on where you you're speaking mm. to. So, for example, if you if you are advertising in a um, a high net worth type magazine where the demographic or so the geograph geographical demographic are going to be higher net worth individuals. Then your message and your product needs to reflect who it is. That's going to see that mm. advert. Yeah. It's pointless offering buy one, get one free on a, on a, a, a student night out mm. <laughs> as a, as a bar or a restaurant, um, in that high net worth type magazine. Yeah. Cause the people who would go, yeah, I'd love a, uh, a a £1 for a double vodka Red Bull type (laughs) night out, (laughs) I'm going to be reading that magazine. Mm. They're going to be, I don't know, Mm. on the internet or on social media or in and around a university campus. So you're better off having an advertisement that's more in that type of environment than in the magazine. Mm -hmm. So people often, the biggest mistake is they use this broad brush scattergun approach of, yes, everyone's a client and everyone wants to see my product. Well, that might well be the case, but some people have might might have more financial means to afford the product. Yeah. Some people might need different payment structures. Yeah. People might have different levels of urgency over mm-hmm. when they need it. Yeah. Um, and if your message isn't tailored to answer those questions, you will miss out. Yep. Mm. um in whatever four more guys that might be yeah so holidays is a good example yeah so, you know city breaks who wants a city break well uh, young parents with young children are less likely to have a city break because yeah. they won't have the luxury of being able to fob the kids off on the grandparents for three <laughs> or four days yeah. um and probably won't even want to and might not even be able to afford to, they're probably more likely to want to go on an all-inclusive holiday so Mm. that when little Billy wants his fifth ice cream it's not coming out of your <laughs> pocket because you've kind of already covered it in the price. Um, so you've got to make sure that those those advertisements for those holidays are being put in the right place and targeted to the no. right people. There's no point uh, advertising a £20,000 cruise holiday in a student union. No. Because <laughs> if no. there's a student who can afford a £20,000 holiday, I don't really think they probably need to go to university. Um, no. Perhaps no. for education. <laughs> to, because they already own it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good, though, isn't it? Really interesting. Mm. It, it, it's
3: understanding what people want mm. uh, and meeting the needs of those people, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is is what it boils down to when you when you when all things are considered. Yeah.
0: So, do you think it's more or less effective if people focus in on a niche client sector or demographic? As opposed to going for a more broad brush approach.
2: Yeah, interesting because I I do talk about niching um, a bit. With some of my clients and I think it's some people find it really scary because it goes back to the point of saying, "Oh God, you know, I, I can I can help everybody," and now I'm saying I'm only going to help these people. Am I going to get less business? Actually, what it it does do it it does make you stronger in in as much as. Your messaging is really clear then because when you're you're speaking to obviously a niche audience say say i was looking at coaching say so if i was going to focus on coaches then you know my language as chris said before the language i use and, and the tone it's going to relate to those people they get it and and the idea is of course as you read it don't you uh, as the potential buyer and say oh that's me i need that um so you you can make your language a lot clearer Uh, When you're definitely when you're doing it as a niche, more of a niche audience, and I suppose it really depends, doesn't it? I I read a great article about somebody uh, in a small town. It was in America, small town, and they just uh, opened a a small bakery, and there was lots of other bakeries in the town, or three or four others.
0: Did they sell donuts?
2: Well, do you know? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'm
2: sure they must have done. I'm sure they did. And so they, the, what they wanted to do is, you know, is, is how, how could they make themselves different and compete with the other b- bakeries in, in the town? And uh, so... Make so the they, donuts Well, yeah. Make
0: nice donuts and send them to us to sample. <laughs> That's the best way of succeeding.
2: So they, they took the, the view of, um, I, I don't know, I can't remember the exact detail, but it was something about a, a more targeted market. And it was, you know, say gluten-free or, and people with allergies. So, of course, it was very easy for them to talk to people in that way. And, you know, business boomed because, they one, they'd made themselves, you know, really niche and... They'd gone to an audience that is quite niche, anyway. That obviously, that you know, that, that there's an audience out there who really need gluten-free cakes. So, so they became known for their, you know, their gluten-free cakes, and they were the go-to place. So, you know, it, it's there's a few ways of looking at it. Um, it's certainly something I'm I'm looking more at, and I talk to people about: is is it a, is it a brave step, or actually, is it you know, is it a really positive step?
3: I um, look at the fantastic publicity that Greg's got when yeah. they when they created a vegan sausage roll. Yeah, I mean, bizarre a vegan sausage roll, really. But um, <laughs> not, not so bizarre if you're a vegan. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't but, know.
0: But, it's kind of dripping in irony, really, isn't it? I, I, well,
3: exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, but, true. Um, uh, but the publicity it got because of its positioning was uh, was out of this world. Both, both on the positive side yeah. and the negative side. But I think that was a case where there was no such thing as bad
0: publicity. Yeah, And it didn't mean that people who wanted a normal sausage roll stopped going to Greg's. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> because... That, this, that People will still know that they do ordinary sausage rolls. and will yes. still be going there. It would just be that they might attract an additional type of client because you can yeah. you can target more than one niche market at Absolutely, the same time. Yeah. There's Absolutely. no rule, but there's no yeah. rule book that says how many you can or can't at any one yeah. time. No. no. Um, how 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 do you approach it from a social media perspective in terms of being specific with your targeting?
3: If you're, it depends what you're. Uh, you're talking about general posts here, yeah. Who who are you talking to? Have have the person in mind or people in mind when you're writing your post? Because the post will flow an awful lot better if you know just one person who you who you're you're writing that for, mm-hmm. uh, a, a demographic an age group and so on. And. And then, if you decide that that post is uh, is worthy of uh, of spending money on by either boosting it or perhaps creating a, a specific ad for for the service, but let's say boosting the post, the targeting facilities on social media these days are are absolutely excellent. And if we just talk about Facebook, going into their going into their demographic uh, section, where if you if you're boosting a post. It's you can target by interests. You can target by mm. the type of fo- mobile phone people use, and that's becoming increasingly relevant. You wouldn't want to target anybody without a smartphone. I'm not sure there are many these days, although a couple of friends come to mind. Um, <laughs> but that's because they don't want to be. They just want to mm. make phone calls, and there are those people still uh, still around. So the, the targeting facility on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Twitter, although I've not used it, I'm told it's, I'm told it's pretty comprehensive. Mm. But just make sure that you're, you're speaking the right language to the person that you've got in mind and boosting it to consistent with the person that you've got in mind as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, a good example is we do websites. websites is just a service type so what type of website is it is it just a basic couple of pages just to brochure your uh, your services or do you want to sell things on it have you got a massive budget in which case you want it building from from the ground up so that it can be unique to your business there's a whole plethora of website types so just putting a post going, we do websites doesn't particularly speak to anyone in in particular it's not it's not saying like are you a startup business and you need a new website and wording it or pricing it to attract that type of clientele if you just if you just mm. do it with that scattergun approach yeah people just kind of brush over it don't they they, they, well, don't they do They're already attention. going through
2: their nose aren't they as in what would stop to make them say no so that's like anything where we don't and we don't even think about that actually because when we look at things and our brain filters doesn't it straight away it'll start reading something and I think yeah I couldn't do that because or I couldn't do that so what is it, it eliminates things It's too expensive
0: get, it might not be yeah. complicated enough they might not want to do it
2: yeah, yeah. and uncertainty I don't understand it. tips on no doesn't it so if, if they're not if, if they're not clear most people then think, think well, it's not clear so I'm gonna go with the negative no I'm gonna say it's not for me rather than think oh that might be right for me I'll dig a bit deeper most people don't do that. Do they? They go the other way and think, "No, I don't think it's going to be." They make the assumption. Um, so it, you know, it's, it's it's interesting stuff, isn't it? Interesting, really, how we we do tap into things and how how do we help our buyer to tap into what we've got, really?
3: It is the beauty of oh. uh, the beauty of it is though, once you mature as a company, this is especially true in the retail sector, but it's true across all all sectors. It can can be used. You've then got a track record. You've then got yeah. a customer base. Yeah. You've then got, if you're a retailer, you've got postcodes that you can run through Experian's mosaic, and they can tell you exactly who those people are. Yeah. And you can go and look for more of them. Ooh, the waste, the wastage in terms of marketing and advertising is reduced enormously, but you can do this as a business-to-business client as well. You can upload your, your database of clients to things like linkedin and, and facebook and they will find more of the same for you yeah so uh, the targeting becomes easier as as the as the company grows
2: i was just about to say that then that's the big point in that isn't it it's it's the whole. Hard, it's harder at the outset to, to get it right and fine-tune it but Very actually much, yeah. once you get into the momentum of it, it, it it's a lot easier isn't it yeah, yeah it's, it's so true
1: 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions is brought to you by 2 Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10 minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit summitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions.
0: I guess I disagree slightly with that. Um, it's easier to understand what your strengths and your weaknesses are when you're in an established business to know which clients you're regularly attracting and which ones you might want to be able to target mm-hmm. to to grow more of. I guess with a new business, if, if you go through some of the processes, which we're probably going to go through in a second, mm-hmm. um, it, you, you're able to focus more on perhaps the ones that will make you the better profit margins to start off with to build yes. that up. You won't have as much data, so it's not quite as easy, but mm. you're not necessarily at a disadvantage because your business has different demands. When you establish business, you'll have bigger overheads and yeah. of course. Um, yeah. you'll have other clients to have to service whilst you're doing mm. all this. Whereas a new business, you, you've got a bit more flexibility yeah, to true. to to try and test different yeah. ways. Um, so how would you go about what, what sort of recommendations would you give to how people can actually start to identify their customers and then how to target them? Is there a, a checklist that we can come up with?
3: Uh, well, <clears throat> what, what we said at the outset, really, location's the first what are you? What are you selling? What service or uh, product are you? Uh, who who uses that? This information can be done with a little bit of research on the internet, can't it? You know, who who uses X Y Z product? If you don't have that that information in your own head, which a lot of people will. A lot of people when they're when they're starting off, they already have a skill in the within uh, the product or the service. So if you're a let's say if you're an electrician starting off then you you need to you need to decide first and foremost am i going to be a domestic electrician or a or a commercial yeah. electrician yeah. and that's the uh, that, that, that's that's a very basic uh, way of, of of actually identifying a market and then from there if you're going to be domestic well, what are you going to specialise in? Are you going to are you going to start off with full house rewires or just replacing old mm. plugs for new ones? i, I, I don't know, it, it, It's all a bit sim, sounds all a bit simplistic, but but that's the way it would be simplistic when you start yeah. off like that. Yeah. Just exactly what what am I offering? Yeah.
2: No, that's so. Yeah and i would obviously direct them to my program actually um because the first five sessions i think are are really about that you know it is you know it starts with your branding but then it's like you know who who would buy what you've got so who's your customer and why would they buy why do people buy generally i think i think all that stuff is really quite relevant because we just don't think of things like the buyer we think about we are the person selling so we don't think about our buyers enough so uh you know, so it covers the problems you solve and things like that and it is as chris said it's it's not rocket science it's actually but it it but it is really when you knew, new isn't it because it's all the only all the unknown you think oh you know the stuff i learned much later after starting a business thinking I wish I'd have known that at the start, um, and uh, you know, which is obviously why I created the program because I, n- I just know there's quite a number of people out there who who are a bit lost, and you need a sort of starting point to build on, really. So, so for me, to exactly what Chris has said, it is it's uh, you start off with, it's the filter really, and I would, you know, as I'm saying it now, I would definitely start start with the bigger thing and think, right, let's filter, let's go right down to narrowing it down to. Also, what what would you what do you enjoy doing? You know, because ah, we could all do many things, isn't? Yes. Couldn't we? But actually, which are the bits that you think you bring the best best value to people? Um, and probably what we should say, because I think we have sort of said it, but is clarify is that we are going to have a number of these types of different types of customers. You know, because we'll have different services. So it's not it's not oh, our business is totally going to look after that. That type of person because we could have different services within our business so you know you need to do the same exercise with with across your across your business really don't you and um, because when you're doing your messaging as chris said you know that message is going to be different for the person who wants that service than it would be for a yeah. person who wants yeah. a different service so exactly. yeah, yeah. we, we uh, in some ways i think we probably made it sound more complicated than it is um but i think it is a bit that people do get a little bit oh you know what, I don't know where I'm going with with this. Um, And of course, you listen to so much stuff out there. There's so much now that, you know, webinars I've got, I've listened to that many webinars in my time that you think, how much more can you know? And sometimes you just have to pull it right back and think if I do that, 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 and that, that's a great starting point and build on that.
3: Oh, what's that? um, I printed these off a a little earlier, audience persona templates, um, just to help people Actually, sit down in a quiet moment oh, and, looks and sort out who who they feel their audience is. So, if you're business to business, who's the? What's the job title? What what's the job function of the people that um, the people that you want to do business with? What sort of what sort of demographics might they be? But the the most important thing there is what are their particular needs what are their challenges yeah and if you if you have a product or service that meets the needs and challenges mm. of your target market that's it in a nutshell really we don't need to over complicate it no. and I agree with you Elaine I think we probably have made it sound a little bit more mm. uh, complicated than it is it isn't complicated it's 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 finding a finding a, a, a product that meets a need, and then what 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 is that market for that product? Yeah,
2: and it is you know it's all a work in progress, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like you know, when um, I know you guys will know more on about this than me, you know. But when you are doing sort of certain ads and you'll do the A B testing thing, you know, and you try one what what works, and one that might not work, or and you you know it's, it's we're all sort of looking for that sort of magic formula but, but actually you know it, it can take time to get to something that you think that's the thing that that's really hit the mark and it might be the thing that you didn't expect mightn't it you no. know the wording that you thought god i never thought that would do as well as it did you just you just don't know do you, you really don't know
0: well the electrician example you gave chris um, if you're going for a, comm- uh, a commercial type of client then you're going to be looking at networking events and linkedin to find those sorts of clients Mm. whereas if you're going domestic you're probably going to be looking more on facebook or advertising in a local newspaper um something like or a leaflet leaflet uh, leaflet drop Mm, and ultimately what you're going to decide is what type of work you're after as you say is it a plug change Mm. a a rewire or you're looking for big projects well a commercial and a do- domestic client are looking for two different things the clients probably wanted to be reassured that you're not a cowboy who's going to rob them yeah. blind or steal their silverware while you're in the house so it might be about just pushing forward your accreditations mm. and having everything mm. that all the branding and and the the marketing materials that reassures them that you are the legitimate type of business whereas a commercial business will still want those kind of things, but their priority might be more, are you big enough to cut with this job? If I give you a 10 grand job, do you have enough people to be able to do this job? Mm. Are you going to be able to do it on time? What sort of track records have you got Mm. to support the suggestion that you can meet all those demands? So it's it's perhaps going to be less budget orientated and more about reliability Mm. um, and professionalism because if it's a business and they've got staff and you don't do that job properly staff member might get electrocuted and that, that lands on their toes. Yeah. So they'll have other considerations and concerns. Yeah. Um and it's it's identifying that because that will if you do that properly, where you go to look for those customers will be a much simpler process. Mm-hmm. Um it and you'll save a lot of money by doing it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah interesting and you you two will know this i'm sure um there's always been that great debate of you know when p- just talking about putting your message out there on social media how different colors and things attract people as, of to you know, that's it well your always, branding it yeah. goes back
0: to what we said before your branding. if you're going commercial your branding will need to look different perhaps mm. to how it will be commercial it can be the same because you can bridge those two um, different sectors but as I say, the commercial they might want it to look more cleaner and more professional, more dynamic, yeah. more forward-thinking. Whereas the commercial one, it might you might want it a bit more warmer and fuzzier. But you, having the same branding, having the same logo or colours isn't necessarily the be-all and end-all because it's the likes of the use of the language mm. that you use that can that can deal with those things. But yeah, yeah. tailoring it to suit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is—it's all very interesting, isn't it? It is mm.
0: it certainly is. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but the, the niche—the niche area that you were talking about earlier, mm. Elaine. Good examples of those out there on the high street, really. Although not on the high street now. One of them. Do you remember the old video shops that yeah. you used to go and you had your own passcode and uh, you? Ours was two eight two nine. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, you, you'd go into the video shop. You'd hire your film. You'd bring mm. it back the following day. They got blown out of the water by Blockbuster, who mm. decided there's a really big market here that, yeah. that we can we can dominate, and they did. Mm. And the video shops went to the wall. They were uh, they were blown out of the water themselves. Yeah. By the people who I've forgotten the name. You, you one of you two, might remember. But you were able to. To order, order something online, they'd send it to Oh, you yeah. And, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I did uh,
0: it. Mm. Well, Amazon used to do it, didn't they? I don't know if they uh, still did. With the DVDs, you'd pay yeah. a monthly amount. You can have as many DVDs as that you that's want. That's right. Uh, so, so
3: Blockbuster then went to the wall. Yeah. And who have we got now? Who, who blew them out of the water? <laughs> we got the <laughs> online Me- streaming. Netflix. Netflix, yeah. 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 So... So the the niches you think yeah. you think it's it's finding a finding a little gap mm. in the marketplace and making it easier and this is the crucial one making yeah. it easier for the customer to buy yeah and that's absolutely it crucial
2: is. and this if this I and mean, you know that's such a such a good point there because you know we can like, running any business you can't sit on your laurels as the old expression is you can't sit there and think oh you know what we're okay for the next 10 years because mm-hmm. you, you just you can't no nope. because things change i always use the example of the water the, the bottled water i mean you know who'd have thought that it went from you got water out of a tap yeah. then it was like, oh no we need to have it in bottles because it's this that and the other. now it's like you know don't even think about buying bottled water you know that's going to be recycle the bottle or, or yeah. you're
0: from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was just I, saying I'm many still with the tap.
0: fill your, fill your bottle, <laughs> yeah, the tap yeah. Water. You refill that bottle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely, but it's so true, isn't it? No, you know, there there isn't any anybody who can uh, sit and think, oh, do you know, I've got this made, I've, or I've cornered the market. Because you, you know, if you're you, you think you've cornered the market, you can guarantee someone else will be in that corner with you before too long, uh, and that's okay because it's good competition's is good, isn't it? But it, it's it is um,
3: okay. I mean, look at the success of Little and Aldi. Yeah, who. Once upon a time, when they first descended on on UK, people are a bit sniffy about them, were not yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a down these are down market chains. Now, they they dominate, yeah, and they've knocked a big hole in the yeah. in, in the the big tailors, the yeah, Tesco, Sainsbury's and so on they, are,
2: they certainly have and one of the, the big things i watched this documentary about it this week and one of the big things is is which is the you know the obvious thing but let's say it anyway is you know they just really really looked at who was going to buy and then they kept readjusting realigning of like you know who was it who was walking in that store and and then there was this a lot of the big stores don't they uh supermarkets do this like the special range yeah and When they introduced that, they covered pretty much all the bases then, because that was the bit that was... Missing it because people were going. They might shop there all year, but at Christmas they just wanted something that little bit more special, and they didn't feel that that clearly by the by the way they were buying they didn't do yeah. it in Aldi. Yeah. And then of course once those, those special premium things started coming in, which is still obviously a really good price, they picked up more, but hugely. Then it just it just grown and grown from there. Leaving yeah.
0: supermarkets do it. Ken Morrison was started out as a, a market stall yeah. guy, um mm. and so he wanted Morrison's to continue need to feel and be that way. So the local Morrison's by us. I know each other supermarket has deli counters, but if, if, I don't yeah. know whether other Morrison's are. Can only speak about the one around our corner? Actually, probably the full length of one side of the, the store and sort of the fruit and veg yeah. section is all almost it feels like it's a marketplace yeah and i love it yes. for that reason yeah. I think they do it so it, it feels so, well, like you're going to the yeah, market yeah. to buy all your different bits and pieces yeah. from independent people mm. even though it's all the same chain and then you've still got your supermarket section whereas the other supermarkets don't tend to go for that so as there is traditionally always seems to have gone a bit more for the price you know it's yeah. it's, it's that value wherever you go, you can get it a bit cheaper at Asda. So yeah. people who might be looking, the, the customer who's after more mm. deals or has a more limited budget, yeah. they're trying to pull those types of people in. So they, mm. they, that's an example of the niche yes. approach because people will still go to all those supermarkets who don't necessarily fall into that yeah. category, but they, they've obviously targeted a, a particular one to focus in on yeah. a particular yeah
2: yeah, yeah. So this is all, all clever stuff I and mean, you know it goes back to we can't underestimate the buyer without the buyer none of us would have a business i mean it's tapping into what the buyers want and listening to what they want the
3: buyer is sophisticated these days yeah. um they they know what they're talking about they know what they want mm. and they know
0: where to get it yeah
3: so you've got to be very persuasive with your marketing
1: yeah to
0: to move them yeah yeah absolutely mm. um have we got anything else any final tips perhaps?
2: I suppose to sum it up. pardon my pun. Well, I
0: know <laughs> Chris has just raised his eyebrow again.
2: I think he raised both then,
0: actually. It was that,
2: that much of a shocker. But I think it, it is it's that keep it simple really, isn't it? It's in who is your customer? It's who who wants the outcome that you're providing and work back from there and just do that filter thing really. Just don't don't do the I can help everybody and you know you just got to filter it down filter it down and then you know then there'll be a place where you think actually I, I know I'm nearer and then you know start from that point and you can always fine-tune it as you go it's you know none of this is set in stone is it, it we're all learning all the time um, and I was actually just on that I was speaking to um, a client of mine recently and she said exactly that she started in her business about six months ago and she sort of started out knowing who she was going to help and um, who she, where she brought the most value and now she She's literally in this last month changing that a bit because she, by by being out there and doing it and the feedback she's getting and the questions she's being asked, she knows actually she can switch her market a little bit and she, you know, she greater value. So it's all you know, work in progress, isn't it?
0: Yep, Chris. Any final tip? Just just under, do it. Just do it. <laughs> sit just sit just down. down. It's Nobody great, ever does it.
3: Great advice. Uh, but but understand understand your market. Understand your customer. Mm and understand that you can fulfill what it is thereafter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Write it down and keep using it as a reference point Mm. to make sure you're doing it because it's easy to get waylaid.
2: It is so many shiny things out there.
0: Fantastic. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully it's been of use to you. If we've missed anything, and undoubtedly we have, or if you've got (laughs) any questions, send us an email at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk or contact us on the social media platforms it's go underscore fish marketing I think that's about it really isn't it
2: I think it is yes
0: very good well well done us so thank you very much for listening guys and we'll see you next time see you
1: next time all
0: the best bye now bye
1: get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram Facebook and Twitter